What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Skidpad Podcast. And I'm back, right? Doing it a week apart, feeling good. So just wanted to start off because uh, there was some interesting news uh, over the last week or so that I wanted to touch upon. And that was the reveal of the Nissan Z. And if you've been living under a rock, uh, just know that there is now another uh, version of the Z, which is a very good thing, but I feel like it's a it's a bit of a limited uh, joy, if if I may say so. And let me explain. Through the history of the Z, right, the Nissan Blank Z has always been uh, announced with a number before it, usually with some sort of uh, chassis code or engine deal, whatever it is. The 350Z in particular was because of the 3.5 liter V6, and the 370 was for the 3.7 liter V6, right? So you can tell that there's some sort of uh, pattern developing. And uh, for whatever reason, right, this Z is absent a number, which is weird given its history. And I have a very uh, daunting theory about that. And I think this is going to be the hot take here, the last basically driver-focused car, at least from Nissan, uh, until the wave of EV models take over. And the only reason why I hesitate to say all is because there's plenty of car manufacturers that could linger and make a a sports car with the recipe of gasoline engine in the front, two-seater, manual drive, rear-wheel drive, or rear-wheel driven, right? In that, or what I say, yeah, manual, two-seater, rear-wheel drive. So, and the only reason why I say that is because that is basically what's ticked off with this car. And for an engine, just for starters, it's got 400 horsepower in a twin-turbo V6, three liters, that was basically tested in the Infiniti Q50, I think Red Edition or Red Series or whatever it was. It was their super flagship model for Infiniti and everything like that. So it was a really good platform to test the stress on that particular uh, chassis and all that good stuff. And if you know anything about the uh, Infiniti line in comparison to the Nissan line, it's basically one for one. The 350 was basically uh, dressed up three, uh, excuse me, the G35 was a dressed up 350 and the G37 was a dressed up 370. So just a little tidbit there mind you these two models the z and the q50 are totally not even like within the same realm anymore like it is very much uh sort of departing its way from uh nissan in the sense of designing a whole new chassis and all that stuff and making it super elegant while the z is remaining a z now for context as far as the styling is concerned uh, it is pretty much what you would expect a rebirth, right? Or a sort of tip of the hat to older versions, versions, yikes, of the Z. 
right? So it's very quintessential uh, to, I would say, things like the 240. Um, the 240Z was very, very iconic in the way of a flat back, uh, iconic ovaled uh, taillights, little loops, if you will, and uh, kind of a fastback version where it immediately starts to expand into the cockpit. And for the front, I'm going to say it's a bit of a uh, bit of a face that tries to pull ties from, again, its retro brothers, its, its older predecessors, right? So I don't have anything against the styling as far as the, uh, the front. The rear I love. Uh, the front is a little quirky for me. It's a little too... Uh, it's funny. I'm looking at a picture right now. The only like noise I can emit from looking at this face is ah. It's very ah. I, I don't know if that really makes any sense. It's a very square mouth with like strange eyes. That's all I can really explain. Um, but with it, exterior aside, the interior is very uh, well organized. It's kind of got a fun mix of sort of things you would expect out of a newer car, especially a 2023 model, because this is going to be released in early 23, uh, but orders have officially started and pre-orders have started uh, within the last week or so. Um, so it's, it's funny because there's digital dash, there's a touchscreen display, uh, and what looks to be maybe some touchscreen stuff on the steering wheel. But it's also got the three analog dials in the center, like you would see in the 350 and 370Z models. Uh, it's still got some dials. It's not completely touchscreen. It's still got a six-speed manual. It's still got three pedals, the whole thing. So it's like it's got a fun mixture of things that you would expect out of a brand new car, but uh, not so futuristic and so out there that it kind of loses touch with what it's designed to do and, and designed to be. So, oh, another fun thing, it's got an actual handbrake, right? No electric, uh, handbrake or anything like that. No button to do stuff. So it's very much like, uh, it's just fun to see that because I know the skid boys will, will, uh, take advantage of that. So, I, I think there's something to be said, right, about this particular car and why it is so iconic uh, in the reasoning for it. And I genuinely think this is going to be uh, the kind of departure from sports cars in the natural sense of gasoline. Like, I think at most, the, the best we can probably expect out of Nissan from now on is a hybrid. And frankly, I don't think they're going to do that because they could have easily, with 400 horsepower, they could have done a just toss away flappy paddle, dual clutch system like transmission. They could have given it all wheel drive. They could have done a whole mess of stuff to make this a time attack version of, uh, of the car, but they didn't. They refrained, they made it more driver-focused, they made it an actual sports car. Because they have the GTR. Like, the GTR still exists, and the GTR is 
their flagship as far as performance. That is just known. So the idea that they're going to make this a six-speed manual car in an era where that doesn't exist anymore and refrain from making it another numbered Z. It could be a very long shot. It could just be me like hyper-focusing on the name, but I find it weird when you have, if we scroll to the bottom, uh, yeah, six predecessors with names attached, or excuse me, numbers attached to the names, right? Everything from 240 to 280 to 300 for two different generation models, 350 and 370, right? You see the crescendo, you see that buildup, and you would think with maybe even 400 horsepower, this would be the 400Z, right? It would just be another like, yep, put it in the file, that makes sense, bing, bang, pow. But they didn't. They went with Z. They just flat out gave it the entire entitlement of a letter. And I don't know. This makes me slightly worried uh, for what might come of uh, driver-focused cars. I think this is the this is the beginning of that light sort of fading at the end of like a movie theater. You know what I mean? Like you can tell this is the closer. You can tell the fading of light beginning. So. It breaks my heart to say it like that, but I, I don't know. I genuinely think with what they're pouring into this, it could very well be the last hurrah. And let me just say it's a great-looking last hurrah. It's a well-styled. Uh, the interior looks great. The price point doesn't seem terrible uh, for what I've heard these are going for. I think it's like mid-40s right now. Uh, could be wrong. No, see, there's nothing on it right now. I'm almost positive I heard something in uh, in transmission of uh, of of mid 40s, uh, maybe 50s if you opt in for a whole mess of stuff. But it's a good looking car, and I don't know. I I think it's worth uh, it's worth mentioning, especially because it is a pretty sick uh, deal that the Z is continuing, but. I'm afraid for the future of the Z, right? So enough on that. Second, uh, over the last week, <laughs> we've had a little bit of a hurricane. And bruh, a whole lot of rain, not a lot of hurricane. Okay, I tried to make that flow. It didn't flow. Anyways, whole lot of rain, not a lot of wind. And what makes me so fucking mad about the concept of meteorologists is they just don't give a shit. They don't care. So incredibly wrong. It got maybe a couple of inches of rain around here where I'm at in Connecticut. And of course they were saying, oh, there's like upward winds of like 70 miles an hour, like be expected. If it hits land, it might slow down a little bit, but we heavily advise you don't go outside and you stay, you know, indoors, protect your home, blah, 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 away from the windows, the whole thing. Bruh, I got more of a windy day from like almost any other day. It's ridiculous. Like, I don't understand why they 
anticipate like in certain regions and they do this whole thing with like the doppler system or some sort of fucking graph it just shows you the cyclone which is like good to know for rain but they were like oh it's going to be like 40 miles an hour like dude no it's not it's like 20 half that i could walk 40 miles an hour is like you walking outside and getting blown off your feet kind of shit and I was like, okay, I'm going to go. I'm looking outside, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to go get a coffee. See how bad it is. Bro, in a 15-minute drive, I saw one branch on the road. I was like, dude, this is, just, this is a joke. There's nothing here. And, of course, it was drizzling all day, so we couldn't really do much outside as far as uh, work or anything like that because it was over the weekend. But still, I was like, guys, just be a bit more like, Say inland is not going to see shit. It's not like I get the coast. Like the coast is where there's no resistance. But in inland is not going to see much. Especially for hurricanes up north. Like outside of uh what was it, Hurricane Sandy or whatever, it was like that was pretty pretty wild. But that's when I was in Philly. So it was even more south than Connecticut. And that was the most windy day i may have ever personally experienced in new england but outside of that it's like dude dude just fucking say it's gonna rain a bunch don't say oh stay inside hold your life and just remember them breathing it's like dude just fucking close a window maybe have a couple of gallons of water on on lock in case power goes out like that was actually a bigger concern is if power was going to go out and we don't even have some way to like hook up our generator because at the last house we actually had a plug. So this time we're like, okay, we can maybe have like a fridge and two lights on. It's like, all right, sweet. Now it's like, dude, just as long as the power doesn't go out, we're chilling. It's not even bad. But I don't know, man. I've seen a whole mess of people like having some bad deals with the storm in along the coast, which makes me feel bad, but in inland, dude, I haven't heard or seen anything bad happen. So, I don't know. I got something against meteorologists, I guess, because they just, they don't care about their job. Flat out. They just, they've always said the wrong thing. They don't make any sense of what they're talking about, and when it's happening, it's a fraction of what it is. Unless it's snow. Those fuckers have got it wrong on snow. That's a fact. Y'all, couple years ago i'll never forget it these assholes were like oh you're probably going to get like one to two inches of snow just blanket like one to two inches just it'll be fine give it a couple hours during the day it'll it'll totally just melt right away right bruh i was at work and they said the storm was going to come around maybe 4 35 o'clock so i was thinking okay but like maybe a little bit early this was back when i had the veloster so i had front wheel drive lousy tires and a pretty windy trek back home so i'm thinking okay fine it's no big deal four o'clock 4 30 rolls around i'm looking outside and it's getting a little dark so i'm looking and like one of those darks where it's like you know it's supposed to be light out, but you can barely see like 200 feet past the window. 
kind of shit, like that kind of dark. So I'm thinking, okay, this is probably where it's going to get bad. Sure enough, I, but I'm like, okay, I still got to put my time in, like all this other stuff. It was me and my boss just working last couple of, last hour or so. Sure enough, I put my head down and I pick my head up in like 20, 30 minutes, bro. It is white. It is nothing but white. I'm like, holy shit. I got to get the hell out. So I'm, I'm looking at my boss. I'm like, yo, you got all wheel drive. Good for you. I got, I got to leave now. He's like, what do you talk about? And the second she turns the corner, she looks outside. She goes, oh my, okay. Yeah. We got to close up and, and go like, this is, this is going to get bad. So of course <laughs> I start to drive home, dude. It is snowing. It's coming down like an inch every 10 minutes. Like it's that kind of snow. So sure enough, the 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 starting point, right? It's all lights, all like a grid system, all this stuff. So I'm thinking, okay, shit. I gotta like be careful on braking. I don't wanna break like through a red light, because that's just bad news bears. Managed to get on a back road even worse. Cause there was no trees to help like I guess collect the snow. So it was all just legit coming on the ground. And every and this road was sloped like away from the uh, the middle, so if you break and you lock them up, you're sliding right into like the curb. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was just the second you even looked at the pedal, you're starting to go right. So basically, a whole it just gets worse and worse. I managed to make it like a mile away from uh, my house, and there's a massive hill, massive hill. It's got like a grade of, I think, 12, 12 or 13. Like it's one of those things. If you know grades at all, as far as like uh, descent or climb, uh, they have to put that for uh, tractor trailers to know like what gear ratio to be in and all that good stuff so that they don't just blow down a hill going like 80 and they had no idea, right? Especially with turns and stuff like that. So, uh, <laughs> so I'm looking at this hill and I'm like, all right, fine. You know, I've made it this far. Uh, it looks like it's not that bad. I go to start and I just make it maybe like 200 feet up and just started <laughs> spinning, sliding backwards. And I'm like, all right, well, this is not going to work. Thank God there was nobody around. So I just kind of like slide my way into a 180 and like drive into a parking lot. And that was that. But I'm not joking. It, it took me maybe an hour and a half because of how many people got stuck on the road. And there was one of like two or three routes to get back to my house before or from work. Every single one of them had either an accident or like just blockage because of power lines or something like that. So I'm like, all right, well, I, I, I got to wait. What am I going to do? I got to wait. So <laughs> yeah, it was a disaster. It was, and of course, all stemming from one to two inches. One to two inches. You'll be fine. You'll be great. Miserably, miserably wrong. So I can only imagine how much they just don't give a shit. They don't care. But, oh, also, just because of all the rain, please, please, please be careful in the rain. I know a lot of people you uh, are probably like oh it's not that bad yo i saw quite a few people uh do a little 
hydroplaney skids on the highway on my on my way to work <laughs> and everyone it's early people barely awake people like looking for coffee a couple of them had a, a bit of delayed reaction let me just say it that way one of them damn near made it into the back of a fucking semi so be careful out there uh if it's raining a lot near your area just be be cautious on the sides of the roads because that's where the water pools up you don't want to hit it and then next thing you know you're in the wall or even worse in the back of a car so be careful all that good stuff but i figured i'd quickly jump on and give you guys at least one episode uh for the week and i hopefully 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 have a guest coming on for next week's episode uh do stay tuned um it's going to be an exciting one really interesting kind of pick his brain on uh, some certain topics, uh, not so much with cars, but more so with his alignment and his craft, right? So with that said, I'll let you guys go. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Skidpad Podcast. You can follow me at Adam Pulverari everywhere on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And let me know, uh, end of the podcast DM, let me know your favorite uh, your best story, your best weather story. Yeah. So I'm going to be potentially doing that. Um, every so often at the end of the show, I'll ask you guys to DM me something and maybe I'll send you a little gift, uh, in the process if you DM me. So with that said, thank you so much for tuning in and listening and I will see you guys next time.